Welcome to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with Rebecca Hall Greider. In our program each week, we provide the tools, ideas, and encouragement to help you move ahead on your journey, becoming a more powerful and impactful woman in your own life. Now here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day. Honored to be connecting in with you. And today we're going to be talking about work-life balance. So how do we overcome challenges that um, interfere with that and really claim and discover and consistently step into finding that magical, and it can sometimes feel mythical, work-life balance. So we have experts today that are leaning in to help us discover how to have work-life balance, what we can do, how we can claim that, how we can um, own that and create that in our life. Very excited. I know you're going to enjoy the conversation today and get great value out of it. So I encourage you to have a paper and pen ready so you can capture wonderful insights and ahas and things that serve and support you. And we want to capture those and write those down so that you can take them with you. And secondly, I want to invite you to choose to be fully, mindfully, purposely present. So taking a breath in through your nose, all the way to your toes, breathing out like through a straw. When we take a breath, it helps us slow down a little bit, bring oxygen throughout our body on a cellular level, release what no longer serves, lower our cortisol levels simply by breathing and becoming present. We can lower our stress levels and and breathing out creates this beautiful space and room to receive because I know there is something here for you today by the very nature that you are leaning in and tuning in. Let's take a moment for you to breathe and be open and ready to receive. Now, I don't know when you look at the topic of work-life balance, what comes up for you? If it's excitement or um, I don't know how to do that, or I'm just trying to get through the day, or I'd really like to, to have that, or how can I bring more balance into my life, or what does that mean for you? And I want you to take a moment and just kind of feel in. And when I talk about work-life balance, what is coming up for you? Just with curiosity. What are you feeling and thinking and what are you hoping to discover? I know for me, I love thinking about having that balance and flow in my day, accomplishing those things I want to accomplish, but both personally and professionally, not teeter-tottering one to the other, but really having a nice mix and balance of both while bringing forward those things that matter most to me, both personally and, and professionally. I want, I want them to blend. I want them to work synergistically together. That's kind of what I think about. And I'd love for you to take a moment as we're pausing and breathing and connecting in to take another mindful, deep, purposeful breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Like through a straw. Place both hands on your heart 
and feel that heartbeat. Close your eyes. You're absolutely safe. And as we're feeling into some of the challenges maybe or discovering or leaning into work-life balance, what do you need? What is it you need that will encourage you and empower you and uplift you to really claiming that mix, that balance for you? What do you need today, real time? And I'm going to add in that you are willing to receive because you have choice. (laughs) So what is it that you need and are willing to receive? Because sometimes... That'll shift our information a little bit because we have choice. What are we willing to be open to? As you're feeling in and receiving, please notice I did not ask how or why. (laughs) Simply open up to discovering what. And seeing what you are willing to receive, being excited and, and open to being surprised by the wonderful way that need may get met, that you don't have to figure out the how. Right now we're just leaning into what it is that we need. Beautiful. Let's take a breath. Eyes open, breathing out, and come back into the room fully present. And take a moment and write down what was laid on your heart, that you are open and ready and willing to receive that you need that will support you. Write that down. Let's keep it top of mind. Let's start to bring it out of swirling inside of us to being out in front of us, writing it down, connecting our heart and our hand and our spirit so we can bring forward and receive what matters most to us. Beautiful. So I'd love to go around our virtual room to our amazing experts here. And as I do so, I'm going to have them each share just 10 15 seconds, what was laid on their heart when they took a moment to feel into work-life balance and what was really laid on their heart. Um, Dr. Jim, I'd love to start with you. What was laid on your heart? Oh, Rebecca, that was a wonderful exercise. Uh, I have to honestly say that for me, when I'm looking for work-life balance, it's it's leaning into the relationships uh, of the people around me, you know, whether that's supervisors, coworkers, employees, always seeking to find that connection. And uh, that's really a key part of work-life balance for me. Beautiful. I love that, really leaning into those relationships and, and that connection, being open to that and leaning into that. Thanks for sharing. Dr. Betsy, I'd love for you to share what was laid on your heart. I reflected back to when I first started my professional career and and the lack of services and played it forward to what's available today, and yet there's still the need to consider how to achieve balance and how to define balance based on what's important, most important to you, and Mm -hmm. then being happy with those decisions. I love that. And I love that you felt in all the way to the happiness as you're reflecting on that. That's beautiful. (laughs) And those choices and um, the decision and the journey. 
you know, that that we get to go on. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing. And how about you, Dr. Cheryl? What was laid on your heart? To fight my controlling personality. And I know you find that hard to believe, but I try to control way too much by showing up and just being present and not worrying about the why or the how and just being there opens such amazing possibilities and power if I actually stop to control it, which is the antithesis I know for many. But the more you can stop, the more wonderful things happen. And it's very anti what we expect. <laughs> I love that being open to <laughs> into that being and seeing uh, what comes that we don't have to control all of it. Uh, I love that. And we can really, really be present. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And listeners, how, how about you? As you're reflecting on that moment that we took in the beginning to connect in and pause, listen, and see what work-life balance means to you, what's kind of coming up as you're reflecting in on that. You've heard each of our experts today share a little bit on their heart and see if that adds another layer or point of reflection as you feel in. We are getting ready to go to our first commercial break. And what I want to invite you to do is during these next two minutes, stay present. Be, as Dr. Cheryl says, and resist that urge to go cross things off the to-do list and engage in action. Really choose to be, to give yourself the gift of these two minutes to receive what's being laid on your heart, laid on your spirit, as it will lay a beautiful groundwork for us as we come back after those two minutes to lean into a powerful conversation to serve and support you. We'll look forward to continuing our conversation in just two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. 
Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed those two minutes and that you had some great things come up and either reminders of information or new reflections or thoughts about work-life balance, or maybe you got to just be, you chose to have that opportunity to just be, receive, see what comes up, and not worry about thinking or analyzing or, or moving anything forward. Sometimes I think an important step in that balance is remembering to be and then to receive. So welcome back. We are talking about work-life balance and how to bring that forward in our lives and kind of what does that mean to you? And as you discover what it means to you, how do we bring that forward? I am honored to introduce our first guest. I know you're going to love her, Dr. Cheryl Lentz. She is known as the academic entrepreneur is known globally, so worldwide, for her writings on leadership, critical thinking, and refractive thinking. She's a number one international best-selling author, compiler, and award-winning publisher. She's been published in over 43 times and has received over 22 writing awards. And she is an accomplished university professor, speaker, and consultant. She has been quoted on ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, and she's absolutely passionate about helping you bring your message forward. Please lean in and warmly welcome the dynamic and powerful Dr. Cheryl Lentz to the show. Welcome! I love your introductions. It always gets a smile on my face and the energy flowing. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased to be here. You're so welcome. I'm thrilled to have you. We've had you as a, a frequent flyer or a frequent guest, guest on our show. And I so appreciate your willingness to lean in and share your wisdom and insight and uh, heart with our listeners every time. So it's just an honor and exciting to have you back. And today, I wanted to touch on a few things. So the first thing I would love to start with, especially for those who don't know you, is why is this work that you do in so many different areas to help people um, share their messages, really step forward into their leadership and critical thinking? Why is this work so important to you? As a long-term college professor of 22 years, I see a lot of people who hide particularly during COVID, I'm very concerned that they have so much light inside of them and it tends to dim, particularly when we get fearful, particularly when we're afraid of success and failure. And we tend to be very intimidated sometimes about our own gifts. I know sometimes I play in that space because we lack self-confidence. So part of what we do in my company as a publisher as well as a contributing scholar is to be able to reverse that trend and to be able to show the research that we do as part of being a scholar and to share our words of wisdom outside of the scope of academia because I sometimes think get, too much gets trapped in those hallowed halls of academia and we do amazing, brilliant research and that's part of my quest is to get that research out of those hallowed halls and into the hands of people who can actually use it to make a difference. It's not enough for me sit on the sidelines. It's not enough for me to have people tell their story. I want people to take action as a result of their story because our goal is always to make the world a better place. And we do that through knowledge, research, and teaching. Mm. 
Thank you so much for sharing. And I love your um, willingness, your stand that you're taking, that you want to bring action and change. You want to get that information out into the world. And I know one of the ways, because you do it in many ways, but one of the ways that you do this is through the Refractive Thinker series. And I'd love for you to just share a little bit about what is that? We started the Refractive Thinker series back in 2008, right after I graduated with earning my um, doctorate degree. And I was really taken aback, quite frankly, and maybe a bit surprised on what passed for academic publishing. And when someone said, well, that's the way we've always done it, it really just hit a hot button with me. And so part of what that tells me is people who are not willing to stand up and change when there's a problem. It's easier to complain, it's easier to whine, but it's not so easy to step up and say, I'm going to make a difference. And so we change the academic model. And we allow our researchers and our scholars to be able to own their copyright, to be able to only have distribution rights. And that's unheard of in the academic world. These scholars are brilliant men and women who've spent years honing their craft and doing their research, sometimes four, five, six, seven years. And I want them to be respected to own what they have spent their lifetime achieving as they're going to go forth and create their career, whether it be in academia, business, or both. And so the Refractive Thinker is a series that celebrates that. And we started it as a way to be able to share research, but in a short form. We know that most people are not going to be willing to read three, four, five, six hundred pages of sometimes of a doctoral dissertation, but they will read ten. So we compile a group of scholars, sometimes as many as 25 per edition, to share their research in a condensed format that's easily digestible, easily manageable, not quite with the level of academia that we have at the doctoral level to make it usable, user-friendly to get that action so that we can say, here's not only what the research is, but we have after every chapter the thoughts from the academic entrepreneur. Here are those bullet points, and we do not use bullet points in academia. Here are the action steps that you can take to be able to benefit from the wisdom of this research to hit applications so that you can benefit from your story and the wisdom we're offering you from the research so you can build your own toolbox based on what we've learned. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I, I appreciate that. And I love that you have brought forward so many of, of these books. And not only are you bringing this content forward in a user-friendly kind of translatable format so um, people in the world outside of academia are able to access this brilliance and these insights and research and information. You also publish it, help them have ownership of their content and information. You also launch the books. You don't just release them, you launch them and help them be seen on a lot of different radars. Do you mind sharing a little bit of why you do that? Sure. We learned when I first started my publishing company, remember it was, I got mad and I started my company. I was not a publisher by trade. I had to learn. And we learned probably about seven years in that it wasn't enough just to put a book out to Amazon because if you build it, they won't come. They won't know it's there. There are over a million books every year that's published. What we decided to do is have a bursting of the book, so to speak, is we make a splash when we launch the book for 24 to 36 hours to be able to celebrate with the book and the world that it's there. And so now, particularly with the series now in its 21st edition, that we have quite a following and quite a number of number one international bestsellers to give to give voice to what we're doing. Because if people can't see it, 
we've lost the ability to connect with our audience. So we do a little bit different than many publishers. My book, really, my responsibility is really only to make the book happen. But we really wanted to do something extra to be able to launch the book so that people know it would be there and would have a presence and ability for our scholars to leverage their own research. And so it's a win-win-win when we let everybody know it's here and it's valuable and it goes around the world and it's wonderful to see such exposure. I I love it. And I love that not only are your, your um, authors that join you in these projects getting to bring their information forward, they're, but they're getting to step forward as a published author, as a best-selling published author, and stand on that and all the visibility that you create, they can um, leverage off of and build off of in media and beyond. So I love that you do that for your authors and give them that opportunity. And I wanted to circle back to um, the most recent book that you released that was exactly about work-life balance, our subject matter today. And it was just launched earlier this week, so just a couple days ago, and very quickly became a number one international best-selling author. Uh, well, they became best number one international best-selling authors. It became a number one international best-selling book. Very quickly, very well received. I feel like the subject matter is very timely. And I'd love for you just to give us an overview of what this book is about and what you hope people get out of it. Well, every time we put a book out there, and again, we publish usually twice a year, one in the spring, one in the fall. Last year with COVID, we only did one. But it's a, what is everyone talking about? What is resonating with people that needs attention with regard to answers? And so this is part of the reason we do what we do. We wait for uh, what's going on in the world. And we've had all kinds of topics from leadership to ethics to what's going on in the world. And work-life balance is such a big topic with COVID when it was forced compliance. So our point is let's help you navigate these waters for many who never thought they'd find themselves uh, working at home. And it's an art and it's a skill and it's a mindset that not many employers had the opportunity to train. It was just something that COVID's here, you got to go work at home, and many of them were left without tools in their toolbox. What this book offers in its nine chapters and the 17 authors that are part of this is the ability to put those tools and to have training that maybe employers have not yet had the ability to offer. And we are mostly higher ed educators, some in primary ed, and our goal is really to change the world through education, one student, one mind, one heart at a time. And this is where we offered this work-life balance, but it was such a natural fit with what we're going on. And that's our responsibility as scholars, our responsibility we take very seriously to be able to share what we know and what we've researched and what we can do to help to make the world a better place. That's what we do, and that's what this book was meant to do this week. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And can you give us one quick tip on um, a way we can really claim that that work-life balance? Now you've had all this beautiful research that you've supported and brought forward as well as your own journey. So reflecting back, is there a, a tip that comes to your, your mind and heart about helping us claim our balance? I think there's actually two, time management and boundaries, and they really dovetail together. The challenge that is now at home is we're blurring those boundaries. And mm -hmm. when we start to work and we just get up and we walk down the hall and it's now integrated with having a boundary that used to be a safe space just for family and friends and for a personal life. And for many of us, myself included, who's a workaholic, 
that I have to be very clear about those boundaries and just set them clear so that I can actually plan fun and schedule and have that balance so that it's not too much one way or the other. But time management tips and boundaries really have to come into play to be very clear, very firm, very loving, and to offer yourself grace if you're not quite there yet. Beautiful. Thank you. I love, I feel like there are actually three tips in there. <laughs> so boundaries, <laughs> time management, and grace and kindness to yourself too <laughs> in that. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Dr. Cheryl. I appreciate it. I know right after a launch and release of a book, it's such a busy time and I appreciate you making time in your schedule. We are getting ready to go to our next commercial break and listeners, this is an opportunity for you to really feel into the information take some notes, stay present, and maybe reflect on how can you draw some of those boundaries and be extra kind to yourself and graceful to yourself as well. We'll look forward to continuing our conversation in just two minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes and that opportunity to be, to reflect to see, um, you know, maybe check in on those boundaries or how can you be extra graceful to yourself? And as I'm thinking back on some of what Dr. Cheryl shared, it also kind of struck me this 
stand that she's taking, just because it's always been that that way, doesn't mean it always has to be that way. <laughs> that we can look at how we want to bring things forward. What are we standing for? What are we going to bring forward or shift and um, make a difference in, really stand for? So I think it's important to look at that as we're looking at building that work-life balance. Where do we stand? What are our priorities? What do we want to bring forward? What do we want to be known for? I think it's important to look at those things. And that weaves into what our balance is going to look like because they should tie together. (laughs) Great. Well, welcome back. We're continuing our conversation around work-life balance. And I'm very excited to introduce our next amazing guest. And just in case you didn't know, because you didn't get a chance to read the description of the show. These are all authors that have come together. We have three of them joining us today to be part of the anthology that Dr. Cheryl has led that is focused in, it's in the Refractive Thinker series, and it's focused on work-life balance. It became a number one international bestseller very, very quickly, very well received. And we're excited to have several of the authors with us today all now number one international bestselling authors sharing some of their wisdom and expertise. So excited to introduce our next amazing guest, Dr. James Rice. He is known as Dr. Jim by his students, and he's a university professor on faculty with the University of Phoenix. He teaches and mentors doctoral students on a variety of business and informational technology topics. He has worked in business technology, the business technology field for over 40 years. He serves as a vice president for an international systems integration business, and he's passionate about driving positive organizational results. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful and dynamic Dr. James Rice to the show. Welcome. Oh, that what a wonderful introduction! Thank you, Rebecca. I, you, know, you mentioned going into the break to keep smiling, and, and I couldn't help but keep smiling. Uh, this is such a wonderful show and, and a wonderful gift to your uh, listeners. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to have you joining us, and if I may, can, may I continue to call you Dr. Jim? Please do. Okay, <laughs> just didn't want to get overly familiar, so if, if uh, you preferred a different title, but I love that, and excited to to have you joining us, and I'm glad that you're smiling, <laughs> and absolutely part of the gift that we're getting to bring to the world, and I wanted to start our conversation with a couple of questions, and, and the first is kind of why is this work personally important to you, and then why did this particular book and project call to you? Uh, well, the the whole concept of work-life balance has been so central to everything I have done with throughout my career. Um, as you mentioned, um, I am a vice president of a $16 billion international business. So we've got a lot of employees that we're constantly trying to make sure are having a positive and fulfilling experience in their, in their jobs and in their careers. And uh, COVID created a tremendous challenge for most of us in that our, our employees, our coworkers, our peers, our, our business leaders, we're all forced into a home environment. And to, to build on what Dr. Cheryl said, it felt like uh, many folks uh, needed to hide. You know, there was a, a great sense of isolation. 
Um, and that just created a, a challenge for people's job satisfaction as well as maintaining that uh, fulfilling work-life balance. Um, so that's, that's really what inspired this particular uh, chapter that's uh, in the book that uh, Dr. Shell's done such a great job of uh, putting together. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate the expertise from um, which you're sharing and the experience that you observed and some of the um, powerful impact that COVID had and around that isolation and really needing to have balance and and find a way through that. And there, there was even some of that hiding or where do those boundaries fit? All of those things that people um, have come up against. And this uh, leaning into this book and that being part of your inspiration for leaning into it, what areas did you focus in on and can people learn about in the section that you contributed? Well, one of the things that I have as both an academic and a professional is access to a very large uh, population of uh, workers, people that were experiencing or living through this work-from-home experience. Um, and so I really wanted to reach out to those people and find out how were they feeling, what's, what's working for them, what's not working for them, uh, what's a challenge, uh, also what's helping them be successful, and just listen to them. You know, so I had an opportunity to, uh, to uh, draw upon the experience of several hundred uh, knowledge workers from around North America and just ask the question, what creates a positive work-life balance for you? What's working? And we found mm. some very interesting themes. And um, uh, Dr. Shell mentioned one of them, which is finding the boundaries. But it's, it's what you do within those boundaries. And I think the most common theme we found was built around relationships. That's one of the things that changed the most for people when they get pushed home is they lost a lot of the day-to-day interaction they had with people. So finding ways to maintain quality relationships with their supervisors co-workers, their customers, uh, was a very central part to uh, helping people find job satisfaction and feeling that sense of balance, being respectful within those boundaries of uh, leaning into the relationships they had, whether they were family or work, making sure they were respecting and valuing all of those relationships was key to achieving that balance. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I, I love that. And that's that's interesting to hear because I um, I know that a lot of people have had challenges in kind of navigating the boundaries at home <laughs> and how to, how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this importance of maintaining those relationships and that that was so key to that work-life balance and, and feeling great and connected into the work that we're doing or those relationships that are part of that as well and how important that became, especially during um, working at home and and facing some of the dynamics um, around COVID, because I think that also brought a lot of things to the surface that um, perhaps we don't, we don't normally face on a day-to-day basis and can make it feel even more isolating. So I love how important that became. So any tips that you can give us around how to, help those connections stay strong when we're not necessarily in that same environment day-to-day with those colleagues or supervisors um, that we are wanting to stay connected with and how to kind of balance that with um, the home environment too. 
Well, I think there's a couple of things that, that rose to the surface in the conversations we were having. One was, as Dr. Cheryl mentioned, finding the boundaries. Because mm-hmm. if you don't establish the boundaries at home, you're not providing the appropriate respect and commitment to the relationships and the people you have in your home. Um, but also, if you don't find that uh, that boundary, that environment, that work environment, if you're working at home, you can't provide the right value and respect for the people that you're working with at work or your clients. So making sure you establish those boundaries so that you can commit and provide value and receive value from the relationship that you're establishing. Um, that's probably one of the most one point. Uh, the second point really is goes to the supervisors, to the leaders of the businesses that are sending their employees home, is make sure that they're facilitating those relationships. You know, if you're an mm-hmm. employer, reach out to your employees, talk to them, get to know what's happening, turn on your webcam so you can have face-to-face conversations. Um, you know, as leaders, uh, we owe that both to ourselves, but we also owe that gift of relationships to the people around us. Um, mm. And so we, we have a, a, a role and a responsibility both to help people through these periods of potential isolation uh, to help them achieve that sense of fulfillment, job satisfaction, and balance. Thank you for sharing. Um, I love that reminder of how important that is, especially as leaders, that that's one of the ways you can lead and really support and facilitate those connections. And and I do have a question about this this boundary thing, because I know both you and Dr. Cheryl have, have mentioned this, and I hear it a lot in conversation. I need to have better boundaries. But then when I drill down and ask them, what are your boundaries or how do you know where they need to be? There's not always <laughs> clarity on that. Um, so do you have any tips on that? Well, there's two different kinds of boundaries we have to maintain. Uh, the first mm-hmm. is physical space. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, I think the people that were most comfortable working from home established a workspace. And it could be in a common area. It could be in a, in a private area, a bedroom, wherever. But it's a consistent and regular space that you become comfortable in. And that becomes a boundary. When you're in that space, your commitment to relationship is to the people with work that you're working with, you're working for, uh, your clients. But the other boundary, and uh, I think Dr. Cheryl mentioned it as well, was that of time, making Mm -hmm. sure that you dedicate time for work, but also dedicate the time for um, home and, and set those boundaries up, establish those. Otherwise, we can abuse the relationships uh, on both sides of the fence if we allow those boundaries to blur. So both time and space are important boundaries we have to maintain. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. That's really, really helpful information. I appreciate it. Um, as I was mentioning to Dr. Cheryl, I know this is a busy time <laughs> post-launch and um, as the book is out there. So I so appreciate you taking time to share and give us a little bit of a taste of some of um, what you discovered and some of what we can look forward to learning on a deeper level in, in this powerful book. So thank you for sharing today. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listeners, I want you to take a moment and just kind of breathe in, write down um, any thoughts or insights, or maybe that question mark about the boundary of environment <laughs> space, you know, is that clear and time? And also, you know, relationships and connecting, are you 
carving out time and energy for that as well. So just taking a moment to, to feel in. And then I'm going to be introducing our next amazing guest, who I know you will love as well. She's also a powerful part of this book. And at the end of the show, I promise we're going to share how to contact all of these amazing experts, how to go deeper, and where you can get a copy of this book, as well as upcoming projects you could be looking forward to. So lots of goodies that we're going to be talking about um, at the end of the show. So again, another reason to have that paper and, and pen ready so you can capture all of that information. So it is my honor to introduce our next amazing guest, Dr. Betsy Mock. She is a university professor on faculty at Walden University, serving as an instructor, dissertation chair, and committee member. And she is an accomplished industry leader is an academic coordinator for Xavier Health Pathway to Patient Health Program and has authored multiple published papers. She holds certifications in the following areas. She has one in CQA, CSSGB, CQM, and CRRM. She is passionate about quality control and bringing your best forward while scaling up. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful and dynamic Dr. Betsy Muck to the show. Welcome. Thank you for that warm welcome, Rebecca. You are welcome. I hope you felt the hands up, the energy raised as we uh, welcome you in. Excited to to have you join us in this conversation, such important areas that, that we're talking about, because I think that balance affects so much of all that we do. And I'd love to start our conversation with why. Why is the work that you do personally so important to you? And why did this project call to you? Oh, work-life balance has been an opportunity for me for a long time. I'm the second generation of women to get engineering degrees. We were the ones that were allowed to enroll at the university. The generation before us was not allowed to enroll in engineering disciplines, but followed math and science curriculums mm -hmm. and then worked their way into engineering. So entering a man's world uh, at a point in time when a lot of uh, healthcare or daycare services were not not available um, reminds me about how things have changed, and that was the focus of our mm. portion of the Refactor Thinker uh, Edition 21, which was uh, looking at change across time and the options and opportunities that folks today can consider. I, I love that. So as you're as you're looking at this and you're kind of looking back at time and, and some of those things have changed, just like your own story, you know, the opportunities have, have shifted that you were able to to lean into. Are there any things that kind of stood out if you were to give us a couple of highlights of some of what we would discover in leaning into your chapter and your section? We discovered that that there's a need for increased innovation in looking at how work-life balance can be achieved in collaboration with employers. There's no consistency across the segments, the business segments, but there are differences and employees can potentially learn from the options available in other segments and negotiate for changes 
in their own segment. Uh, for example, a lot of large corporations sometimes have daycares on site, but small businesses don't have the financial capacity to to do that individually. But in a in a collaboration, a, a business association collaboration, they might be able to offer something like that to the community and and enable the same level of work life balance that larger businesses offer. I, I I love that. So really being able to come together in collaboration, then it goes back to thinking some of what um, Dr. Jim was sharing too about that connection, those relationships. So really building um, those collaborations can um, create the opportunity to step into some of that, even on a smaller business type um, pers- um, way that someone is playing in the world and still have um, that work-life balance that, that can all come together. <laughs> they don't have to be separate things. Uh, anything else that you would like to highlight or share that you um, touch on in your section? We touched on the challenges of commuting and mm-hmm. managing the cost and time dedicated to commuting to work. And what I I found with the actions taken during COVID was increased support from leaders, business leaders, to a flexible working environment because employees had the opportunity to prove that they could remain productive while working at home, mm-hmm. but that workflow was potentially different. The hours were slightly different and they were juggling commitments differently but in terms of being goal-driven and delivering on their work obligations, they were successful. And that Mm -hmm. is an an opportunity that we need to continue to stimulate and explore and and definitely allow professionals to benefit from. Beautiful. I love that. You're absolutely right. I think they had that opportunity to demonstrate that. And I know that a number of organizations are continuing to have that as part of their structure going forward, that more and more um, people are able to to work from home or um, in different types of environments, not always in the quote unquote standard traditional office type of setting. So I love that your some of the insights and things that you discovered and are sharing about um, align with that. Um, that's really powerful. And I think we had a unique opportunity with COVID to study that on a larger scale <laughs> than would have happened otherwise. Um, so I do, I do love that. As we're talking about work-life balance, are there any additional tips or highlights that you'd like to share around that? I think the the main conclusion that we found through our research was the need to step up and speak up. If there's an option that that would benefit you, then you need to step forward and work to negotiate that. And and if you're in an environment where the the business simply cannot accommodate your needs, then uh, consider the the opportunities elsewhere mm-hmm. that you have in building your career forward. Um, I think that one thing the current, the younger generation, the millennial generation in X and Y, what we found was they, they were committed to their careers, but not necessarily to the company. 
Uh, whereas mm. the baby boomer generation tended to work for the same company for a long time. And and what these uh, newer professional generations bring to the table is that the opportunity for them to manage work-life balance by seeking out options available for them professionally in, in addition to what might be available in terms of services. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. So this, you're seeing this this trend in those younger generations of this very strong commitment to the career, but not necessarily to the company, and in seeking some of that balance out. I think that's powerful. And that advice, that tip, to really step up and speak up. Nobody can read your minds. <laughs> they don't get the information by osmosis. And it's really important that we, if there is something that is important to us, that we do speak up and and we step forward and we let that be known. And I think that's important for work-life balance and for professional and personal success that we're really standing in and moving forward and claiming those things that matter to us are important to us. Um, Dr. Betsy, thank you so much for sharing. I, I know this is a busy time. I've been saying that as I talk to each of you because it is, uh, especially after a launch. And I just appreciate you taking time with us today. Any final tip or thought? I would go back to what I said earlier is, is be happy with your decisions. That work-life mm. balance isn't, isn't a perfect situation. It, it's a balance. And, and there are decisions that you will make that, in hindsight, you might say, "Hmm, that wasn't the that wasn't the best decision I could have made." But you made it, and and be happy with it, and then reset your strategy and your goals, and move forward. And if if there's a need for corrective decision making, then you have that option as well. But don't don't put yourself into a second guessing. I made the wrong decision I, and beat yourself up with your with your attempts to achieve work-life balance because uh, it's a it's a goal but it's not a, a perfect opportunity it's never perfect I love that it's a it's a work in process and <laughs> progress we get to keep learning and I'm also thinking going back to something Dr. Cheryl said too about giving ourselves that grace as we are navigating those waters so um, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm going to um, go ahead and move forward to what I promised in the um, beginning and in the show that I would make sure that you knew where you could get this beautiful book and add it to your library and all this amazing information, as well as the best way to connect with our experts. So I would love to circle back to you, Dr. Cheryl, if you could go ahead and share the full book title and what is the best way for us to lean in and uh, get a copy if we want to add it to our library. Thank you so much, Rebecca. We're thrilled. The volume is called, or the series is called The Refractive Thinker. This is volume 22, Work-Life Balance. It is available on Amazon. Uh, you can see it in our links across the world. It's wonderful that it will be in ebook. And then we will have the print book out here in a couple weeks. But we also do something different, that if you would like to connect with each of our authors, they will shortly be able to have their individual chapters of the book available on Amazon. So you can just download theirs. I think it's an amazing opportunity for all of our authors, over 200 in the series, 
that you can look at just their work because we want to make this cost effective as college professors as well. So thank you for the opportunity to offer this. Absolutely. And we're just in the final couple of minutes here. So I'm going to go around the room really fast and have everybody share your contact information. But let's try to do it in 30 seconds or less so everybody gets a chance. So, um, Dr. Jim, what's the best way for people to connect in with you and go deeper? Oh, I think the easiest way to reach out to me is uh, via email at doc mm -hmm. at jamescrice.com. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. How about you, Dr. Betsy? What's the best, best way to connect in? I think the easiest way for everyone to reach out to me is through uh, my LinkedIn profile, which would mm -hmm. be under uh, Dr. Betsy Macht, M-A-C-H-T. Okay, perfect. And Dr. Cheryl, the best way for them to connect in with you? Probably either look me up on Google. There's at least a dozen ways to find me or drsherylens.com. Okay, perfect. And just a quick little thought, Dr. Cheryl, I know you've mentioned that this is a series. And so if anyone listening is like, wow, I want to follow that series, or I'm interested in learning more, is there a site they can go to to learn about possibly upcoming projects and opportunities? Absolutely. In October, we will have volume 22. We just announced it with this uh, new version. It will be volume 22, Leading Global Conflict. They can send me a quick email, drsherylentz at gmail.com, or connect with us at refractorthinker.com. Lots of different ways to find us, and we look forward to welcoming them on the board. Okay, perfect. I love that. So all about, say the title one more time. The Refractive Thinker Leading Global Conflict. Leading Global Conflict. I think that's so timely. Uh, so wonderful thing to watch for and possibly learn more about if you're feeling that pull to participate in. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you for our amazing guests and listeners. Um, I hope you took some great notes. And I want to encourage you to take a couple moments at the end of the show today to really mindfully, purposely choose some of the tips to start applying to your life, to reflect on boundaries and connections and what are some things that you want to claim and step forward in. So lean in, put some action to those steps, and we look forward to seeing you choose to bloom and shine as you step forward into the day. Have an amazing week, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us this week for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider, next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, with a replay on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a beautiful week, and may you always bloom where you're planted and shine.